Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode is brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution, helping to make cryptocurrency safe, fast, and overall process more efficient while costing less, helping to make crypto mainstream. All right, let's jump in. Today we're going to look at everything blockchain. So what is blockchain? It's a buzzword a lot of people have been hearing, but what does blockchain really mean and how is blockchain really going to revolutionize the world? Well, let's let's dig into it. So uh, blockchain allows digital information to be distributed, but not copied. So blockchain technology created the backbone of a new type of internet. So it was originally devised for the digital currency Bitcoin. Uh, the tech community, however, has found many other potential uses for this technology. And that's what we're going to dig into now. And, you know, January 3rd, 2009, Satoshi Nakamoto mined the first block of Bitcoin. Uh, but nowhere did he really talk much about blockchain. That's just a name that has evolved over time. Uh, but blockchain, in the simplest terms, it's a timestamp series of immutable record of data that is managed by a cluster of computers not owned by any single entity. So there's no central server. Um, each of these blocks of data um, are secured and bound to each other using cryptographic principles, i.e. a chain. Hence the word blockchain was developed. Uh, now, that, that definition was brought to us by Wikipedia. So there's main, three main properties of blockchain tech, right? So what are they? Uh, decentralization, transparency, and immutability. Now, obviously, in financial records, like as far as in block, uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, we can definitely see a use case for that. But we're talking about any kind of data. So this is going to revolutionize a lot of industries. And that's kind of what I want to talk about on this episode. So the blockchain network has no central authority, right? There is no central server. Uh, this is the very definition of a democratized system. So since it's, it's shared and immutable ledger, the information in it is open for anyone and everyone to see. Anything that's built on the blockchain is by its very nature transparent. Everyone involved is accountable for their actions. Now, accountability, I think, is the biggest thing that we're going to see blockchain bring to a lot of industries. When there's been greed and corruption taken over, blockchain will bring accountability to those processes. There's no centralized version of information that exists uh, for one hacker to corrupt because it could be hosted by up to millions of computers simultaneously. The data is accessible to anyone on the internet. So blockchain issues to solve. Uh, think about clear ownership in stock markets. I, I use this case all the time. I did it this past weekend. Uh, at a financial breakthrough seminar in Houston, Texas. I was teaching about cryptocurrency. That was my topic. And when you buy stock in the stock market right now, do you get the sheet of paper? Do you get the stock certificate in the mail? No, you don't. It's just a number in a computer that says that you own it. But who's to say that multiple companies don't aren't showing that multiple people own the same stock? You don't really know. There's no clear ownership in the stock market. And the system that actually behind the scenes records stock ownership is archaic to say the least and it's handled by one privately one privately owned company so that is something that could revolutionize the stock markets not just the US but any stock markets any kind of commodity that's traded it could show clear ownership right think about source of goods uh, you can also track use a blockchain to track the source of a goods right where did it come from when the you know what's the travel route ahead you know keeping that ledger moving every time goods are moved that can prevent fraud and counterfeit of goods um, sales of houses and properties right think about how many middlemen you have to hire 
when you buy a house or when you buy property, I mean, you have to pay a title search company just to search to make sure that title is free and clear. A blockchain can do that easily and eliminate that whole industry, right? So there's a lot of things that can happen uh, where you won't need those middlemen. Um, also tracking, uh, you know, produce, source of goods. Bumblebee Tuna a couple weeks ago announced that they're going to start tracking their fair trade tuna on the blockchain. And also Walmart. So Walmart in about October of last year was basically put on a mandate to all their produce suppliers, giving them 12 months. So in 12 months, all the produce has to be tracked using blockchain technology. Um, and, and that's for many reasons. But the biggest one is think about how many times have you heard of, of a, pro, a produce product getting recalled, right? There's salmonella on your spinach. Throw it all away. Think about how much produce is wasted when if you could track that outbreak or that, that issue to uh, batch or batches and, and narrow it down instead of throwing away at, I don't know how many, like 3,000 plus stores or more, they're only throwing away maybe what's been tracked and shipped to a few hundred, right? Greatly reducing the amount of food waste. I mean, just think about how much food is wasted during that, you know, during those processes. Uh, blockchain technology can also revolutionize voting. Right. There's been a lot of issues on both sides of the of the both sides of each party, you know, claiming, you know, voting issues. Uh, blockchain can make that clear and transparent. Uh, it, it can also accountability. Talking about accountability. Think about charities. How many times do you give give to charities and you're not really sure how they're utilizing their funds? Well, what if you had a clear, you know, public ledger where you could see where everything was going, where all that money was going? So. A lot of things you can see. Blockchain can also be can also make selling recorded music profitable again for artists by cutting out the music companies and distributors like Apple or Spotify. Uh, the music you buy could even be encoded in the blockchain itself, making it a cloud archive for any song purchased. So because the amount charged can be so small, subscription and streaming services will could become irrelevant, right? So blockchain can revolutionize the music industry. Musicians today, with the streaming everywhere, are not making near what the musicians in the past used to make off of uh, album sales and record sales and CD sales and, and all that. Uh, and, and the music companies were taking a big chunk of that. So blockchain allows you to take that out. There's several decentralized music platforms out there right now where you can literally, you can sell your music, sell your content. I post this podcast on one of those platforms every time I record an episode. Uh, you know, I don't sell it, but I put it out there where anybody can download it from that decentralized ledger. If anything ever happens with any of the services that I post to, that decentralized ledger will still have that record. So ebooks. Ebooks could be fitted with blockchain code instead of Amazon taking a cut and the credit card you know, company earning money on the sale. The books could circulate in encoded form and a successful blockchain transaction would transfer money to the author and unlock the book. Another huge application. Financial applications, of course, as I mentioned before, those are the easiest ones to see, uh, the ones that were most widely used. Um, just think about the issues with our current financial system, financial, I'm sorry, fractional reserve banking is one of the issues I talked about in my talk over the weekend. When you think about the issue of how fractional reserve banking works, the banks don't keep all your money. When you, you think when you bring your money to the bank, they're going to keep it in the bank and they don't, they only keep a fraction of it. Fractional reserve, only about roughly 10% is what, you know, what's told, but it, I hear from many people that are inside, inside say it's less than that actually. So imagine you put $1,000 into a bank, $900 of that will be loaned out to someone else. And then that say that $900 is loaned out to somebody else and they put it in another bank. 
that bank will then take that $900 and loan out 90% of that. So as you can see, just from $1,000 can easily create three, four, five thousand dollars of of funny money out in the in the digital system, but it's not real money. There's not enough uh, dollars to back it, which you know, again, our dollars being backed by anything is a whole nother story, right? So think about the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is probably one of the biggest issues um, that's going to cause the you know the demise of the U.S. dollar. The Federal Reserve is a private corporation. It's not public. It's not a government entity like many people think. And think about this concept. They print money and then charge interest on loaning that money out, right? So any other company that starts out something like that will be considered a Ponzi scheme. But that is it. That, that is really the main reason why we see inflation. Inflation is not because the cost of goods is going up. The cost of goods is going up because our dollar is, being, is worth less and less every year. So think about it. ongoing blockchain technology is able to solve all the issues that we just mentioned, right? Um, you know, money, you can launch your own ICO to get the money to start a new business or expand the existing one. Um, if the idea is great and presented properly, you can raise funds, right? But you can't just say, I want to raise an ICO because I want to launch my own cryptocurrency, right? You have to solve a problem in the world and show why you, your solution is unique and different from what's already out there. You know, uh, a lot of hedge and venture funds are showing their interest in blockchain, um, smart contracts are going to revolutionize making transactions fast and reliable. Um, smart contracts built on the blockchain are going to really change a whole lot when it comes to, uh, you know, any kind of contract or, or, or anything that you might utilize now. Smart contracts can cut out a lot of middlemen. So think about personnel as well. Distributed ledger facilitates finding a good employer. Uh, blockchain makes it easier to check the education, skills, work experience, and much more. Now, this is, of course, as blockchain technology evolves and more data is stored on the blockchain, you also take control of your data, right? We don't have control over our data. Most people give away their data for free just so Facebook can tell them what kind of unicorn they are, right? But then what does Facebook do with that information? They sell your data. You, you know, blockchain will give you the ownership of your data and you can choose what you, what you share, what you don't share, and even you can monetize what you want to share. So, um, the technology provides communication between departments and managers, which improves personnel management as well under the blockchain. So, um, and then information, decentralized system allows sharing information promptly. You know, all information rapidly distributed between the nodes. Information stored in blockchain cannot be changed. At the same time, you have access to see how the business processes are going. So the keywords cannot be changed. That's what I mentioned earlier when I talked about immutable. Um, so let's look at some other industries that blockchain can revolutionize. So. How can blockchain improve hospitality? Um, hotels will get more information about tourists and, and facilitated check-ins. Uh, blockchain stores all the information. Thus, if a tourist checked in a hotel, it would simplify next booking and the registration process. But hotel is part of an international hotel chain. Keeping track of all guests is not an easy task. So Ledger monitors, monitors the number of bookings and updates the information about available rooms in real time. Any violation or even attempt will become publicly available. And so you can check a tourist or hotels and its staff's reputation before making any reservations. The payments could have low fees and process quickly from any place on the planet. Utilizing cryptocurrency, this could virtually eliminate a lot of uh, credit card fees, which in turn could lower the cost of the room. Uh, so a lot, lot can, can happen when it comes to uh, hotels. So those are applications that could be utilized. So next let's take about, say, maybe restaurants or catering businesses, right? Restaurants can track all data about supplies. 
Each day a catering business has to communicate with a lot of food, logistic companies, and etc. So the supply chain is kind of long. It requires a lot of paperwork, transactions, confirmations, a lot of procedures that require a huge amount of time. A decentralized system allows to get necessary information much faster and accelerate the process. Each food product has its own shelf life. So you can take expired products. Uh, they're very, you know, very bad spot on the reputation of food brand. Blockchain fixes all the data about the food, storage conditions, delivery time indicates rotten products. So a lot of applications. Now, like I mentioned before, a lot of these are applications that, that either don't exist or in the process of being uh, utilized, but these are just use cases for blockchain. So think about, um, could blockchain be used in insurance? Yeah, absolutely. So it can increase trust between clients and insurance companies. It prevents frauds. I mean, basically, when you buy an insurance policy, you're saying, I trust that this company, if something happens that this policy covers, then their insurance company will pay me out. Having a public ledger like a blockchain can create a lot more trust. Um, you know, insurance companies, so there are trust issues among their clients. The system of insurance currently, uh, insurance calculation, high prices, and low efficiency discourage consumers. So blockchain technology is transparent. It can restore the trust in the how the system works. Smart contracts can allow you to make insurance contracts clear and more reliable. The code will automatically execute if an incident happens. Authenticity verification is one of the biggest problems in the field. Using a decentralized register, manufacturers, customers, insurance companies, and others can all see the history of the product, even check if it was stolen or as a counterfeit, right? So uh, imagine uh, Carfax itself being on the blockchain uh, rather than one central company you know, if somebody in that company, they want you to know about a certain vehicle they were trying to sell, they could just delete the record. But having that information on a public ledger on the blockchain, remember, immutable, cannot be changed. So it creates a lot of transparency. Uh, and then let's look at how blockchain can, can you know, revolutionize e-commerce. Uh, it's going to bring transparency, credibility, fast transactions, and low fees. So trust comes to the forefront again. Think about when you're buying online. Trading is made in different parts of the world. You can't see a consumer or a seller. Um, there, there's not even a guarantee you're going to get, you know, that you that you're going to get what you actually it's saying you're supposed to get. Blockchain makes all the processes see through to everybody. Smart contracts make makes you receive money, are good services. Plus, there's no third party involved and it reduces expenses significantly. So, you know, we can go into time and time again. How can blockchain revolutionize different industries? Uh, I mentioned earlier about just fraud. Imagine, you know, when you buy an art, that art is linked to a digital asset, right? A digital token that shows clear ownership, but who actually owns that art? So if someone's trying to sell you a piece of art and you go to the public ledger and you see that they are not the current holder of that digital token, then either they stole it or it's a fraud, right? So there's, there's a lot of things that blockchain technology can be utilized for. Uh, most recently, we've seen tokenization of, of a multi-million dollar property in New York where it was created into a token. Investors can buy that token, which in, in, in essence, each token represented a share of that building. So whatever profits from, you know, whether it's rent, uh, whether it's commerce or whether it's uh, from when the, it's actually sold, um, you know, that, that, that ownership can be tracked, uh, you know, through, through the blockchain and it allows people to invest. You know, you may not be at a point where you can invest hundreds of thousands or even millions into a real estate property, but this is going to allow a lot more average people to get a piece of that. So blockchain technology, it's, it's a huge technology. It's something that's really going to revolutionize a lot of places. 
I really wanted to dig in for one, you know, my handle on these podcasts and I go by online is blockchain Wayne. So I really wanted people to understand what is blockchain. It's not just a buzzword. It's not just something that we throw around to say it's the cool hip thing to do. Uh, if you want to do something in today's tech world, do it on the blockchain because it's better. And that's not really not the case. If there is something that you do or that, that, that you have product that you use where blockchain doesn't solve the problem, then why put it on the blockchain unless you just want to be more transparent, right? So that's what you need to look at. Does blockchain technology really um, improve or solve a problem in whatever area you're looking at? If it doesn't, then what's the point? But if it does, then that's when you want to develop that technology, utilize blockchain technology. I mean, so many different companies right now are, are hiring blockchain, uh, <coughs> you know, people that work on, you know, blockchain development. So that, that's also something. If you're looking at a job market right now and you're trying to figure out what skills should I learn to ensure I'm able to provide a great life for my family, blockchain, you know, blockchain development is a big, big piece right now. So, you know, that's really it for what we have for today. Um, a lot of different things, and we're going to dig into some of those. Uh, and in, in the next episode, one of the ones I'm going to dig in is, is a digital collectible, right? When I was a kid, I collected baseball cards. I collected, you know, a lot of different collectibles. And now the digital world, with the emergence of non-fungible tokens and cryptocurrency, I'm going to dig a little bit more into that in the next episode just to show all the different use cases of how you can create digital collectibles. Uh, so just the same reason, like how can a digital collectible have value the same way a Beanie Baby sold for hundreds of thousands of dollars in the past, right? Has scarcity, has a demand, and, you know, so that, that gives it value. So... Uh, that's it for today's episode. I want to thank you for listening in and we will catch you on the next episode.